Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. Now, I'm going to continue today. I want to continue what I believe the Lord is saying to our church family. I do realize what time it is. Worship went a little bit long today. For those of you that are newer here and you go, man, do y'all always act that crazy, that loud, that exuberant, and go that long? As much as humanly possible, yes. (laughs) Because we we just believe in the spirit of the Lord flowing and being active in the church. And you're going to hear some about that today. Uh, But we believe in the gifts of the spirit being made evident in the church, being made evident in our church. And we're not going to back down from the gifts of the spirit operating, flowing, and functioning in our church. Amen. We believe that it's a vital portion and a vital part to a strong church. You know, if you, you know, I'm I'm always shocked when churches begin to, I'm going off on a rabbit trail already, but I'm always shocked when, when, when we begin to take that out of churches. And this is why I'm shocked when we begin to take this out of churches. If you study church history, actually not just, not just church wanting to grow, church history when you study church history and you go back to the book of Acts, you know what was happening in the, books of Acts, in the book of Acts? Miracles, signs, and wonders. The gifts of the... People were praying in their heavenly language. You can find that all throughout the book of Acts in the beginning in the early church. You find this taking place. And somewhere along the line, we said, we need to take this out so that we can make sure that we grow. And I understand this. I understand we want to become all things to all people. I believe it's the apostle. I believe Paul talks about that. He talks about becoming all things to all people. And we're going to do that, okay? We're, we're, going to, we're going to understand who's in the room, if that makes sense, and how we can witness and minister to them. And we're going to be sensitive in that, but we're also not going to say we're so sensitive that we reject the gifts of the Spirit, We're going to accept the gifts of the Spirit and flow in those and operate those under the utterance of the Holy Ghost. Now, I believe that you can stir up, this is a whole other message, but I believe you can stir up the gifts of the Spirit no matter what, but I do believe in certain moments where the anointing is moving in a powerful way, you're supposed to jump in the river and flow with that. And for us as high praise, guess what we're going to do? Every time the Spirit of God is flowing and there's a river and anointing flowing, guess what we're going to do? I'm not just jumping in, I'm taking a big old cannonball in and splashing, in, splashing everybody around me with the, with the water, with the river of God. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to be people who flow in that. Amen. But that brings me to, I want to continue in, in my word this morning. Uh, hopefully I get through this. Uh, we're we're continuing our word of the Lord for 2023. What I believe the Lord is saying for our church body, which is waiting, soaring, and running. Amen. Somebody say waiting, soaring, running. Let's read this scripture real quickly. Isaiah 40, 31. Actually, we're going to start at verse 28. I'm going to read the scripture again because this is our base scripture. The scripture I believe the Lord's given me for 2023. I said this last week. In my 10 plus years of preaching and teaching, I've never preached from this scripture, but the Lord highlighted it and illuminated it to me. The crazy thing is this. I said this last week too. I really shut my ears off to what other people are saying in these seasons and times that God wants to speak at the beginning of the new year. I really kind of shut my ears off to everyone else, if, for lack of better words, so I can hear clearly 
clearly what the Holy Spirit is saying. Well, as I begin to get the scripture and the Lord began to give it to me, because once again, you, you, know, you see this, uh, that, that, that the Lord speaks to different churches, different regions and different cities. You see that in the word of God. Like, like that, 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 that's what's happening whenever he's writing to the church of Laodicea and he's writing to all these different churches. He's prophesying, he's speaking what the Lord is saying to that church. And if you notice and you study those books, what you actually see, what you study that was he's talking to those different churches in the Bible, he's, he's giving them all a different word. They all have an independent, very different word. And I believe that God has an independent word, understand the way I say that, for High Praise Crestview, for where we are at right now in our city, in our time, in our region. But I say that to say this, if I begin to, after I had my word, I begin to ask, look through things and look through, you know, Instagram, as many of us may do. You scroll through Instagram and scroll through Facebook, and you would be shocked how many times I saw the scripture begin to pop up in my news feed. And you'd be shocked how many times I saw people begin to say, this is what I feel. And I'm talking about people who actually live in our region. I'm not talking about people who are up in California or anywhere else. I'm about people who live just around the corner in Destin and Fort Walton, people that I know personally that are prophesying, and they're saying, this is the scripture, and it's the same scripture. I'll go even further to this of I began to study this and then I got this word and what I'm about to share this morning and you know many of you know we have multiple campuses high praise does they're all independent they're all very different we all just flow in the gifting for our region because we're not just we're not taking understand what this we don't take our Panama City campus uproot half the church and bring them over here and place them all here and just do the exact same thing. We have our own independent worship list. We have our own independent messages. We have our own independent prophetic words. Everything is independent. We're just under one covering because we believe the same thing. Okay. So that, that's the kind of the way we do our campuses at High Praise a little bit different than maybe some of the church growth experts tell you to do, but we just do the way the spirit tells us. And so we do that. And I begin to, to ask the Lord this word and he gave me the word. And then that literally that same day, that same day, I pulled up my, my, my phone because I try to listen to what my dad, you know, my dad is the pastor over High Praise Panama City, but begin to listen to Apostle Robert, what he's saying, Pastor Joshua, my, my older brother, listen to what they're saying. And they're echoing the same things corporately to our, to our body. I, so I, be, I say that it says, I believe there's confirmation in the spirit. The Lord's saying, this is what he wants to do in this season. But I, I want to talk, let's read the scripture. I know I've talked a lot already. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God? The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. That means you don't, you can't figure out what he wants to do in your life. His ways are higher. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. Now that's not saying you're gonna have a big fall and everything's gonna be nasty and bad. Okay, what it's saying is even in the natural, you, you get weary. It just happens. You get weak sometimes. You, you kind of feel that way. But the scripture goes on to say this in verse 31. Here's the great hope that we have that we don't have to lean onto just the natural things. We can lean into the spirit, amen? It says, but those who wait on the Lord. He shall renew. Somebody say renew. That means make new their strength. He's going to do something new inside of you. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this word this morning. I thank you for every ear that's listening, every heart that's receiving. I thank you, Lord, that we that you speak what you want to speak today. Let it not be my words, but Lord, let the utterance of your spirit flow in this place. Let prophetic ministry, let prophetic word, let rhema word come forth through this message today that you've given to me. And God, I just thank you that ears are open to hear and receive and change and transpire and transformation comes forth in our lives as we receive of the engrafted word today in Jesus name. Everybody said, 
Amen, amen. You know, I'm gonna give you a couple, just a little bit of review for anybody who may have missed last week. Also, another cool thing, if you did miss last week, uh, we launched our High Praise Crestview podcast this week, okay? It's awesome. Um, uh, so if, if you missed last week, last Sunday, go on to Spotify, Google Play, whatever you use. It's on all major streaming platforms, um, any Apple Podcasts, all those. You can just search High Praise Crestview. The sermons will come up right there. So anytime you may miss a service, there's an easy and convenient way for you to get caught up with what the Lord's saying in our church family. Amen. And so last, I, I, listen, Pastor Chelsea said last week was probably the best message she's ever heard me preach. I don't know. I feel bad every time I step down. Okay, listen, that's just, that's just the way it is. You know, I, I step down. I'm like, shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have did that. That's just the way it happens. Okay. But anybody who's ever preached before will know that that's just, that's just the way it is. But, but I encourage you listen to that because I, I do believe it was a rhema word for for many of us in this church body, and it's a personal word. And I'm gonna give you just a quick review of what the Lord was saying, amen? The Lord's saying that in this year, uh, last year you tried to go in your own strength and you were trying to fight things and trying to go against things in 2022, but the Lord says that I'm renewing strength in 2023. We're renewing strength in 2023. You can take that down. And some of us would rather have, though, listen, some of us would rather be disappointed than wait on the Lord and be fulfilled. And some of us in 2022, that's exactly what we did. We didn't wait, but we took and we settled, and now we're going, I'm still not fulfilled. Why am I not fulfilled? But the Lord is saying, wait, and I will fulfill the needs that you have. But first, you got to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I want you to understand today that God's promises are irreversible. There's nothing that can change the word of God over your life. His promises, the Bible says that they are yes and amen. That means they're gonna happen, amen? But understand waiting, we have to understand time. There is logos and chronos time. We are on... Um, excuse me, there, there is Kairos and Kronos time. We are on Kronos, which means exact. Kairos means appointed season, appointed time for God to do something. I believe that God is gonna do some things in your life this year, but you're not gonna have to do it in your own strength. You're gonna begin to soar, amen? You're gonna begin to soar on the wind of his spirit. You're gonna begin to soar like wings of eagles, which means this, you don't have to flap and make it happen. God is gonna make things happen and bring wind when wind needs to happen. I, I, I said this last week and before I trans, transfer into what God wants to say corporately, um, I said this last week, but you know, with our phones, with my phone, I have, um, I have wireless charging. So I actually get to just set it down whenever it's growing, whenever my battery is growing weary and well-doing, I I can set it down and it begins to do what? It begins to be recharged. I say that from this standpoint like this, waiting on the Lord doesn't mean you never have to work. Waiting on the Lord means there's always a place you can go back to, to be renewed in strength. I'm going to say that again. Waiting on the Lord doesn't mean there's never work. It just means there's always a place you can go back to to be renewed in strength. There's always scripture that you can turn to to be renewed in strength. There's always a prayer that can come forth from you to be renewed in strength. There's always the spiritual, uh, your heavenly language, that can stir some things up with you and, and actually spiritually charge you to give you strength. And the reason he gives you strength is not to just be strong, but rather to go back out and do the work that he's called you to do. And whenever you start feeling tired and weary, because even the youth faint, even the, the youngest people faint, there's a time in a season to come back to God and say, Lord, I need more of your strength. I need more of your courage. I need more faith today. I, I, I need more of your spirit today to face today. So Lord, I thank you for that. And then I'm going to go back out and I'm going to continue to do the work that God's called me to do. Amen. That's how we're waiting. 
We're not waiting, meaning I'm never going to see it. We're waiting knowing that God will be faithful to do what only he can do. So we're going to soar. Benefits of being of soaring is it gives you better perspective. It gives you accelerated speed. Your enemy runs away from you as you begin to get, go closer to God. And lastly, there's spiritual discernment that comes. And I believe that this year that God's going to give you eyes to see and ears to hear on what you're called to do this year in 2023. Amen? Now, that was all more personal. And I believe that, that personal words are important, but I also believe corporate words are important. Amen? And I believe, when I say corporate, I mean this is something that the Lord is saying to high praise Crestview. As a whole, this is what I believe the Lord is saying. This is our word, if you will, for 2023. This is what the Lord wants to do in high praise in 2023. The scripture says this in Isaiah 40, which where we were, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. So that's what we're getting personally. The amount of wings like eagles, we're getting personally. And then it goes on to say this, they shall run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I believe that that is the word of the Lord for 2023 for us is that we are going to run and not grow weary. I believe corporately as a church, God is calling us to run and not grow weary, meaning high praise. It is time to get your running shoes on because we've been walking in the Lord and we've been doing what he's called us to do. But I hear the spirit of the Lord saying there's an acceleration that's taking place. And Lord says, I'm not calling you to walk any more, but I'm calling you to run, says the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Now, I want you to understand this before running, there is always a waiting before running, in a race, you know, the Apostle Paul talks a lot about this, about, about running the race with endurance, right? He talks, he, he talks about that. It, and, and so the, in a marathon or in a triathlon or any kind of race, there is a posturing and a waiting. And I feel like for the last two years and however many months it's been of high praise, I feel like the Lord has had us in this posturing and waiting. And some of you go, well, Obviously, you look around and there's growth and God's been doing. I feel like we've, we have events a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in this church. Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet, okay? There's a lot of different things that are happening in this church. Listen, I understand that. I get it. Pastor Chelsea and I and now uh, Gabby, we take care of most of that stuff. And, 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 and so I understand all the things that are going on. But I just hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, get ready because you're about to run even more. And, but the, this is the thing I love about this is I know this this year. I, I, just, I just feel such a different expectation. High praise, it's time to get your expectation up, okay? Listen, there's such a different expectation of what I feel like God wants to do this year that we're going to be able to run but not get weary in the running. But there's a waiting. There's a posturing. Lord, we posture ourselves. Posturing means this. Lord, I humble myself for you to do what only you can do in and through me. And can I say that that needs to be the posture of every single member of this church body. The posture that we have as kingdom believers, as children of God, is not, I'm going to go out and do this, and my name's going to be known. No, the posture of my heart is that, Lord, I posture myself and I humble myself before your throne, and I thank you, Lord. Whatever you have me here for, Lord, use me. Here I am. Send me. That's the posture we are corporately. I believe that's the posture we need, because I said this in pre-service prayer. There's no way I'm getting all this today. (sighs) I said this in pre-service prayer. That when a word comes forth corporately, there is always personal prophetic promises attached to the corporate prophetic word that comes forth. You see that with the children of Israel 
and Joshua. Joshua gets a word, right? He gets a strategy on what to do. Let's just call him Pastor Joshua, okay? Joshua gets this word and the strategy, and the Lord speaks to him and says, this is what you're supposed to do. Walk around the walls and shut up. Don't speak. (laughs) Do what you're supposed to do. My dad said it like this. Shut up and march. God says, do this. Do what I've called you to do. And then do that for another day. Do it for another day. You know, do it for a few days. And then it's time to lift a shout. And when you do that, the walls are going to come crumbling down. You will go in and take the city and you will have the rewards of what's there. You're going to take your promised land. It wasn't just Joshua. That's what I'm going to show you real quickly. It wasn't just Joshua who went and took the promised land. It was a corporate body of believers who believed in the vision that Joshua had and the word of the Lord that God had given to Joshua, Pastor Joshua, the leader. It was a vision. And because of people that came along and linked arms with Joshua and said, we're going to run with this vision. And now they walked with the vision, but we're going to walk and not faint. We're going to walk or run in what God is telling you to do, Lord. And we're saying, here I am, send me. So we're going to do this. And so from that, the walls come down and they go in, each person, each person, and collect the spoils. My point in this is is of this. The things that I believe that God wants to do in this season of high praise, there will be personal promises attached to it. There's going to be new giftings, talents, and abilities that begin to spring forth from you. There's going to be some anointings that you didn't even know were on your life that are going to begin to flow like never before. There's going to be provision that comes into your hand because guess what happens whenever growth happens? Guess what's needed? Provision. Every time there's more growth, more provisions needed. Every time there's more people that begin to come into the church body, more provision is needed, okay? And so God has to bring that through willing vessels who are willing to tithe and give offerings to continue to further the kingdom. So I say that, say, as corporate vision begins to be seen and begins to be, uh, uh, we walk into destiny, guess what? People in this church body are gonna walk in a new blessing, a new favor, and a new anointing, amen? There's, per- there's person, so, so where was it? Oh, yes, posturing. Postured. I'm on point one of like 19. <laughs> Postured to run. I know nothing about running other than this. So if I, if y'all, if somebody here is a track star, if you're a runner, you're a track star, and you see me doing this and I'm not right, y'all just forgive me, okay? Only thing I do is run with a spiritual vision, not, not in my life, okay? Runners posture themselves. And they wait. And it's ready. The Lord's been saying, ready? <sighs> The Lord's been saying, set, <laughs> and this is what I don't want to do before the, go, before the go comes. I don't want to, ready, set, I don't want to jump ahead of what God is calling, what God is calling us to do as a church. I'm waiting for the go, because this is the problem. People who jump ahead of the go, you get a false start. You got to go back. Oh, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, 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 okay. Woo. Like a dog, you know what I'm saying? Like an untrained dog. Like my dog, Bernie. Y'all, y'all, some of us are like that, okay? Hey, you want it? You want it? Yeah. And go straight to it. Ready, set, I'm waiting for the go. Because if I jump ahead too many times, if we jump ahead too many times, you know what actually happens to, to runners if they do it, jump ahead too many times? They get disqualified. Lord, let that not be said of us. Let it not be said that we jumped out of your timing 
but rather, Lord, we wait <laughs> so we can be fully renewed. So we know we have the, the, the strength and the endurance to run and do what you've called us to do as a church. You know, every runner has limits. Anybody in here have running limits? Anybody? Man, some of y'all are like the bionic man, apparently. Or, or either some of you may, like, you've never ran, so you don't know. <laughs> that, that might be more possible here. <laughs> you know, like, some people can run a mile. Some people can run to their pantry. And some people can, like, like that's me. I, I could run to the fridge if you need something. But if you're going to ask me to run a mile, I'm probably going to be walking, all right? But so all of us have a different endurance that we can take. We have a different, but so every runner has limits. What is this scripture telling us? That every runner has limits, but God has none. Every runner has limits, but God has none. Which means this, if you're moving in the spirit of God, you have no limits in running. I'm not talking about naturally, I'm talking about spiritually. There is literally no limits to how fast and how much and how much ground you can cover how much ground we can cover by the power of his spirit that moves through our body. I believe what the spirit of the Lord is saying and, and, real, and telling us to realize here is that he can take us past our limits and we'll still have strength. He can take us past what we perceive as our limits and we can still have strength. I believe this is for our church. I believe personally he's calling the people of the church to soar, but corporately he's calling us to run. And say this, so first of all, we have to posture ourselves. We have to wait for the go. But this is another thing that running takes, okay? Because running takes some things of you. It calls some things of you. You know what running takes? Commitment. Running takes commitment. We talked about this last week. Waiting on the Lord simply means living a disciplined life. And if you want to be an effective runner in the kingdom of God, then you have to be effective in commitment. Meaning you have to be effective in being committed to the word of God. Committed to prayer life, committed to worship and praise, committed to the house of the Lord, committed to what God is doing and saying corporately, not just here. And listen, I understand. I'm not, I want you to hear me today because I think some people begin to hear this when we talk about commitment and faithfulness, and you hear cult. <laughs> and you know what? It wouldn't be the first time that we've been accused. That is not the case here, okay? I love you, you're my family, but I don't expect you to be at every single service ever that we ever have at High Praise, and if not, we're going to excommunicate you, flog you, or something like that, okay? That's not the way we roll. I might, after if you miss a couple weeks in a row, and, you don't, and I don't know where you've been, I might reach out to you like how the, like how the police may do, a, what is it called, a, like a health call-in or whatever, a wellness check. I might, I might I, Pastor might call your phone or text you and go, wellness check, are, are you okay? Are you, how is your spirit, are you naturally okay, first of all? Okay, good. Are you spiritually okay as well? I might do that because that's just the calling of a pastor, is to help lead people and to love people, care for people, and, and tend to their spiritual walk with the Lord, okay? But what I'm saying is, I do think that there is a new, I've been feeling this and sensing this all, all through the beginning of this year. There is like a new commitment and a new faithfulness that he's calling the children of God to a local church body. I don't mean just to our church. I mean, as, as, 
as people who want to get, uh, as people who want to get on social media and complain about everything else that's going on in the world, you are really good at that. But whenever we talk about actually coming together as the church, as the body of Christ and being in one accord, trying to move forward and advance the kingdom, all of a sudden you got nothing to say and nothing to show up with. Huh? You want to talk about everything going on, but you don't want to do anything to actually change it. You're just a complainer and a griper. Break that complaining, griping spirit off of you and get in the church. Get with people who will encourage you. Somebody somebody said it again. You need some people who will encourage you, but not just encourage you, link arms together with you and say, you know, we're looking at the same wall. We're looking at the same problem. You know, the world's doing this. Things are going on in the world like this and so on and so forth. We're going to link arms and we're going to pray and declare God's promises over our nation, over the nations of the earth. We're going to pray and prophesy to our city. We're going to pray and prophesy to our state that, that we're going to pray and prophesy that drug addiction is broken in the name of Jesus, that sexual confu- confusion and identity problems are broken in the name of Jesus, that God will arise with healing in his wings and he'll heal those that we begin to see. I'm going to stand and link arms with people like that. Amen. Amen. We're not just talk, though. We're going to do it. A lot of people are really good at talking, but not as good at doing. We aren't just going to talk the talk. We're going to walk the walk this year. We're going to run the run. If you ever notice, people who talk too much don't do too much. Anybody ever played any kind of sports in this room? You'll know that some of the biggest talkers are some of the biggest losers. (laughs) If you're a big talker, I'm talking about you. That's why I don't talk. Because all I do is win. I'm just playing. I'm terrible at sports, (laughs) y'all. Now, my son, he likes to talk a big game. Levi, he talks a big game. He's pretty good. He's getting better. But anyways, people who talk a lot, (laughs) people who talk a lot, normally don't do too much. It's because talk is cheap. Y'all have heard it said like that. But action takes commitment. And commitment can be costly. Say it again. Talk is cheap, but action takes commitment. And commitment can be costly. The devil ain't afraid of somebody who just talk. He's afraid of those who do what they said they're going to do. He's afraid of those who actually get in their prayer time and actually pray. Don't just say, oh, yeah, we're going to commit to prayer this year. Mm -hmm. Praise God. God's not afraid of your church talk. I mean, the devil's not afraid of your church talk. The devil's not concerned whenever you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to commit to better worship life this year and then you don't do anything with it <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm committed to really read my word and understand his spirit more this year but you don't do anything with it the, the devil's not afraid of that when the devil when the enemy begins to fear and tremble is whenever the people of god begin to do the things that they said they're gonna do that's whenever fear begins to go into the camp of the enemy that's whenever confusion begins to go into the camp of the enemy the devil's not afraid of those people who just talk listen this year we're not just gonna say i'm blessed i'm gonna be blessed <laughs> We're not just saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. We're actually going to do these things this year. We're actually going to do what we say we're going to do. We're about to run to orphans and widows as a church. We're about to run to the hurting. We're about, I, I'm, not, this is, I'm prophesying this. As I began to write this, I, I was literally writing this under, I was praying in the spirit. I remember writing this. I was sitting right back where John Anderson is sitting back there in the back. Because I study here at the church. And most of the time I'll turn everything on. I like to sit in the room. And just ask the Lord, what do you want to say? I remember sitting right back there and writing this. So this is prophetic to you real quickly. It was written down, but it's prophetic. 
We're about to run as a church. I'm prophesying. We're about to run to orphans and widows. We're about to run to the hurting. We're about to run to the broken. We're going to run to the lost. We're going to run to families. We're going to run to this city. We're going to run to the needs of this city. We're going to run to those that are battling sexual confusion. We're going to run to Jesus. We're going to run to flowing in the gifts of the spirit. We're going to run to flowing in miracles, signs, and wonders. We're going to run to growth and expansion. We are going to run to the new things that God wants to do through High Praise Crestview in 2023. Amen. Isaiah 43, 19 says this. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Listen to me. He's doing a new thing. And God is saying, run. High praise, run. It all takes discipline and commitment, but it's time to run. One of the prayer points for this year is increased faithfulness. It's time to run to faithfulness and faithfulness in attendance, faithfulness to tithes and offerings, faithfulness in every single, faithfulness in our families. Amen. Men, I said faithfulness in our families. You know, I, I, I really sense the Lord is doing something in men, in the men of our church this year. You know, this year, um, years past, past two years, we've been really working on intentionally creating relationship within the men of high praise. And man, I've just felt just such an overwhelming sense of his spirit of what God wants to do in the heart of men of our church body. Whenever there's state, I want you to understand the, the, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to invoke a response. I want you to understand my heart right now, what I'm about to say. But whenever statements are made, like we're going to run to our families Men of God, it's time to arise and run to our families. It's not time to just provide. Some of us are really good providers, but we're not people who are actually there. We're not present. And it, I believe the Lord is saying to us as men of God, and I could preach this in a men's meeting right now if we, we get all the ladies out. We're just going to kick you out for a minute. I'm going to scold the men. I'm just playing. I'm going to encourage the men. Men of God, it's time to arise. I, this was prophetic word of the Lord last week. As a matter of fact, the Lord says it's time for exuberant worship for the men of God to arise in exuberant praise and exuberant worship. And, in, and you know, in, in most church cultures, that's reserved for the ladies. Ladies, you can, you can dance and you, you can praise God. But men, we got to stand and be ready at all times. Never know what might happen around these parts. You know, we're ready. But the Lord's calling us to raise, lift your hands. This is your warfare. Lift your hands, praise God. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout out to God with a voice of triumph. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Men, that includes you. We're going to praise in a new way this year. I believe that God's calling the men of God to a new level of faithfulness. Amen? Men, are you with me on that this morning? Amen. Amen. Now, I believe, though, that the Lord's calling us to increase faithfulness. One of the ways that faithfulness increases is through us seeing the fruits of our faithfulness. That's the one way that, believe it or not, that is how faithfulness increases in your life, is by seeing fruits of faithfulness increase in your life. Meaning this, fruits of faithfulness makes us want to see more fruits of faithfulness. There's actually a studied, published article by the Psychological Science uh, that says this, that found out about whenever you find times that you've helped others or been faithful, it makes you want to do that again. The research found that reflecting on good deeds that you've done that feel selfless make you want to actually help more as compared to thinking on things about what you've given others and only want 
what uh, you've received will motivate you to do good and good and good again. So God is wanting us to replace, listen, one of the best ways to break a bad habit is to replace it with a good one. Do you know that it's a bad habit to be unfaithful? Like some people, that's habitual, meaning they just keep being unfaithful. They're unfaithful, they start with this area, maybe it's their finances, and then they begin to become unfaithful in their family. Then they become unfaithful in their church. They become unfaithful in what they say and the things they say they're going to do for people. And it literally becomes a bad habit. And I'm encouraging us as a church body to replace those bad habits of unfaithfulness with habits of faithfulness. Let's start, let, let's start with the church. Let's start with our commitment. Let's, let's, let's start with our commitment to God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Bad. Seek first the kingdom. We are going to first be faithful to God. Right? Then, outside of that, you know what we're going to do next? We're going to be faithful to our families. Men, it's not, and even ladies, listen. It's not God work family. It's God family. I'm going to go, I'm going to really blow your hair back. Kingdom family and church and work. I'm not saying lose your job because you have to be at church. Please understand pastor's heart today, okay? That's not what I'm saying. That's being unfaithful. Don't do that. What I am saying is whenever you can be a church, you should be a church with your family. Lead your family. Show them the ways of the Lord. Show them this is the way that we walk. Amen? Ooh, we got an overwhelming response this morning on some of this. Some of y'all, I'm, I'm, really, cha- I'm really challenging you this morning. And some of y'all don't like it. Y'all, y'all were good when I was talking about, you know, all the blessing of the Lord. If you need me to, I'll get somebody to come play the organ and I'll do that, okay? So get your hype back up for a moment and then we'll get back into this. Commitment and faithfulness is a huge part. Listen, I, 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 Lord of mercy. Uh, commitment and faithfulness. I think it's just, I think it's probably what we're going to end today. Commitment and faithfulness is a huge thing to God, and we need to be, and we need to do that. Amen. I'm, I'm going to hit one more thing real quickly. Y'all stay with me for about five more minutes. I believe 2023, we're going to see great growth as we run. About two or three months ago, I heard the Lord say, I was once again back around where John Anderson's sitting back there in the back, the Anderson family. And um, I was straightening chairs. For those of you who don't know these chairs, because y'all are animals. Uh, I'm just playing. It's because the kids get in here and run like this in the aisles afterwards, after service ends. You'll see them. The rows move. And uh, every week, someone has to come in here and straighten these rows up, make sure everything's straight again, and lined up properly, 18 inches, blah, 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 so on and so forth. The Moans created us some great boards I'm very thankful for. It made it a lot easier. But I was in here doing that one week. I was back, back there, and I was just praying in the Spirit, laying hands. You know, I, 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 some of y'all go, there's no power in that. Well, I believe there is power. I lay hands on the seats when I'm doing it, and I'm just praying in the Spirit. Lord, Lord, heal these people. Lord, just touch them right where they're at you know, this Sunday. Lord, minister to them. Do what only you can do in a moment. Blah, blah, blah. Amen, amen, amen. And I'm back there praying, and I heard the Lord say audibly, and I don't hear the Lord's voice very audibly very often. Uh, I, I really sense things and feel things by the Spirit. And I heard the audible voice of the Lord saying, I'm already shared this with you. I'm going to share it with you again. The Lord said, get ready for growth. And I began to cry. I began to weep right there in that moment. And because I, I felt such an overwhelming, it wasn't cry, like I said uh, before, I wasn't crying because, oh no, I was crying because, God, you're so good. I remember, I've shared this numerous times too, but I'm going to share, I remember in 2021, whenever we had 12 people in the room at a service, <laughs> I rem- we were actually just looking at our attendance over the past couple years. I remember whenever our faithful attendance every week was 40 people and I was ready to do backflips when we had 50, okay? Like that was electric, you know, it was incredible. God was moving. 
And I look around and I say, great things the Lord has done. People that he's brought that are answered. You're not, a per, you're not just a number. You're an answer to prayer. I want you to hear that today from my heart as a pastor. Not just as someone who's preaching to you. As a pastor. You are. Every single person in here. In some way or another. You are an answer to the cries of our heart. You are an answer to prayer. You're an answer to every prayer and petition that's come from Pastor Chelsea and I's heart. And we're grateful and thankful that you're here. We're just beyond thankful and beyond grateful. And we love each one of you very deeply. And we would do anything for our church family. And I mean anything. We, we will do anything for you that we can do in our human power, if you will. But I heard the Lord say, get ready for growth. And of course, there's a very familiar passage of scripture that a lot of people use during growth and seasons of growth in church. And I, I do want to use it real quickly because I really do. I, I, I read it and I was like, man, I just, mm, I don't know. And then I read a certain translation. I said, this is it. The Lord said, this is it. Share this. The Lord said, share this. I don't use the message translation that often, but I do want to use this here real quickly. Isaiah 54. It's amazing too. If you find out, if you look real quickly, almost every scripture I've shared today has been where? Isaiah. God has us camped out in Isaiah for some reason this year. And there's probably more series to come that have to do with the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah was a prophet. And, and he's prophesying here. And he says this. Isaiah 54, verses 2 and 4 in the message translation. Clear lots, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make, large your, make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. I love... If you've been here for a high praise any moment in time, we talk about all the time, we have big vision, what God wants to do. I love talking to Mr. Newland before service today. And he, was tell, he asked me, he said, Pastor, what are we looking at? I know we need a building. Pastor, what are we looking at? We need, what, 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 we're going to keep our eyes open. What do we need to look at? And he said, he said you know what? Because I think big. That's what he said. Those are the exact words to me. He said, I think big. And I love it. It makes my heart sore because this is confirmation. It says, think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. I believe driving the, pit, the tent pegs deep is a sign of, of roots and faithfulness. Amen. And it says this, you're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. What do we call high praise all the time? We're a family. We're not just a church that just exists and you get to come, get a country club message, go out and not change anything in your life, not become better, not become a, 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 a person who furthers the kingdom and you just go back out and soon do your thing and then you come back and get a country club gathering once again and then go out and then come back. No, we are an effective place that brings transformation into your life, equipping believers, building families and furthering the kingdom of God. That's our vision. That's our mission statement here at High Praise. That's what we're called to do. But inside of that, we call ourselves a family. Make elbow room because you're going to need it for your growing family. It goes on to say, you're going to take over whole nations. I believe that is prophetic in the nature of this, that I believe that God has called us to take over certain things in our city. And I don't mean like, get out of here, Mayor Witten, okay? I love Mayor Witten. Mayor Witten's incredible. We have lunch with him. Like once a month, we have lunch with Mayor Witten. And he's an incredible man, incredible man of God. He loves the Lord and he's doing a great job with our city. And I'm thankful for Mayor Witten. I'm not saying that we're going to do a government takeover. Okay. We're not doing that. What I am saying is we're going to take over every principality and power 
of the air, every dark thing, any high thing that's tried to exalt itself against the name of the Father, any spirit of racism, segregation that may be left and remnants of it that may be here, we're taking over that thing and we're tearing it down. Any spirit of poverty and small-mindedness in this city, I believe we're going to go, we're going to take over that thing, and we're going to tear it down to the ground. I believe that every spirit and principality of sexual confusion and identity issues, I believe it's our commission as a church body to go out, find that thing, and begin to understand the way I say this. We're going to tear those things down. We're going to love people. We're going to tear those principalities that are at their, that are going against their life. We're going to tear drug addiction and opioid problems. We're going to go against those things. We're going to take hold of those things, and we're going to tear them down. That's what I mean by that. So I believe that the scripture is is for us, where it says, "Don't take." Where it says, "You're going to take over whole nations. We're going to take over." Understand what it says? Nations that have been built in people's hearts. We're going to go over nations that have been built in the city, meaning. Once again, principalities and powers. We're going to tear those things down. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. I mean, some of the places, I believe that some of the places that have felt desolate and like wasteland, and I've heard people talk about Crestview that way. Don't talk about my city that way. I live here. You can't talk about my city that way anymore, okay? Crestview word of mouth better be quiet. You know what I'm talking about? Okay? Stop talking smack about my city. You cannot like a restaurant. That's fine, okay? But stop talking smack about Crestview, Right? Like, this is the city I live in. The Bible says, I replaced my footrest. He's given it unto me. So, so when I stepped foot in Crestview, I said, this, this belongs to the Lord. Just as, just as they put the, 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 the flag on the moon. Listen, when I stepped in here, I said, this is the flag of the kingdom. Amen. This, is, this, this city is the Lord's. And all that are in it, they belong to the Lord. We're going to resettle in abandoned cities. The places that have felt desolate, I believe the Lord's going to spring up new things. Amen. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. I believe that's the Lord saying that, listen... I'm not calling you and not working for you because you're not going to be embarrassed after this word comes forth. I'm going to begin to work on your behalf. It goes on to say, don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. <laughs> I love that because I'm not, I, 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 some of y'all never heard me preach like this. Okay. I just get excited and I start thinking things and it just happens. I'm not holding back any longer. There's been seasons, even in the beginning of this church, that we've held back some things for certain reasons that we have. But I really feel a spirit of the Lord saying, all gas, all gas, all gas, no brakes. That's what Pastor Casey Dawson said that before. We're going full fuel, full gas, straight ahead. We're not stopping. We are moving forward in the callings and destinies. We're not holding anything back because we believe we're not going to come up short and God will do what he said he's going to do. If you don't prepare though, listen, listen, high praise. If we don't prepare for what God wants to do, we will not be able to handle his release. Because preparation precedes manifestation always. Preparation precedes manifestation. Miss Donna, if you go ahead and come play, we're going to finish this up next week. You don't have to come back for one more week to hear the rest of this, okay? Preparation precedes manifestation. You know, that's one of the reasons that we got Church Center app going. Because, because that creates a greater place for people to get plugged in, for people to get plugged into what God is doing in our church body. Church, I know that for some of you, that seems really silly. You know, a lot of people, Church Center app is going to be a big deal. It's basically like Church Facebook except without all the drama, right? Like it's a place where it's just gonna be a social place that you can actually use to talk with people in the church, to request things. Matter of fact, there's a whole thing in there that you can actually opt into a directory. So if you wanted to put your phone number so anybody could call you at any point in time, and some of you are going, oh no, you don't have to opt into it. I'm just saying you could, or maybe you own a business 
And you're like, man, I want to put my business in the directory for anybody who may need, maybe they got a plumbing problem or whatever. I'm a plumber and I need to go, I can go help them at any point in time. So I'll put my phone number, my business phone number in there. Listen, it's going to be great. And this is, this is expanding. This, this is expansion in the modern century that we live in. Simple app that can help the church communicate better. Get ready for events better. Talk to one another. Schedule better. Listen, this is all part of the preparation of what God is bringing us into. Another thing that we've done in 20, beginning of 2023, which is a blessing to us, is we actually, this past week, we brought on our first staff member for high praise. Amen. That's huge. That's incredible. Gabby Henderson is now working. She's, she's a part-time staff member. She actually just went back there to the Generations area to check kids out because she's our Generations coordinator. But she came on this year, as a, at the beginning of this year, she came on as a part-time staff member here at High Praise to help further the kingdom of what God... You know what? That's not the end. God's... Listen, as we grow, growth means you need workers that are here weekly because there's a lot of work that goes into ministry, a lot more than what some people think. There's a lot. And God's going to be bringing more people in and when people come in, we're going to need more help. We're going to have to expand those tent pegs. You know, you look around, you see the growth that we're seeing weekly. You know, it's, I, I share this in our HBC family group. It's possible. I'm not going to lie to you. Two services is possible. When I look around today, we're almost full once again. I actually added eight chairs. This I think I actually added 10 chairs this week to the sanctuary. So, you know, I was wondering why I felt a little more crowded. I added 10 chairs in here this week. And we still got families, big families, a lot of families that I think of off the top of my head out this week. Three-day weekend, right? Growth continues to take place and happen. And at some point in time, we've got to make room for people. Whether it's two services or the Lord opens a door for a, a building or whatever it may be, which that's what, we, that's what we want in our flesh. That's what we want. But we're also saying, Lord, whatever you want. But we need some people who are willing to link arms with that vision and say, whatever you want, Lord, we're going to run with it too. We're going to link arms and we're going to run with it too. You know, we're, we redid the kids' room. Last week, we had 35, 35 6 to 11-year-olds. 6 to 11. That's huge. That's more than what we had on like any given Sunday in the beginning of our church. Now we're running that in just the 6 to 11-year-olds. That's incredible. That, but that, that's signs of a healthy church because healthy church will always have kids. It'll always have kids. You're always going to hear some screaming and yelling in a, <laughs> of kids in a healthy church. If there's no screaming and yelling, that means the church is probably on its last leg. Because eventually there's got to be a... There's got to be a generation that will arise. You've got you to teach and impart things to the next generation so that they can arise and run with the vision as well. All these things are preparing us for this Kairos moment that God is bringing us into of running. I'm not done. I'm going to give you more vision next week. I believe, high praise, we're about to run. And we're not growing weary. We're going to run and not be weary. We're going to continue and we're not going to faint. In closing, I'll say this real quickly. I truly do believe that God is calling us to run with this and he's calling all of us to run with this. You know, this weekend, uh, tomorrow, I mentioned a moment ago, three-day weekend, tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr. Day and I'm thankful for the vision that he had. I'm thankful for the vision and the fulfillment even and I understand there's still things that are not right in our country. That's, there's still problems and situations and issues that need to be addressed and talked about. There needs to be conversations that are healthy that can help us grow into even more of what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s full, fullness of vision was. I understand that. 
but I'm thankful that there was a man who stood up for what he believed in and what not just what he believed in it's really what the scripture believes in that nobody is judged just based off of how they look but rather the content of their character I'm thankful that there was a man who stood up and had a vision and activated people to link arms with him and run with that same vision and now look at where we are now see corporate hmm, corporate word Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a pastor, whether you liked it or not. He was. There was, a, there, was, there was a corporate word and vision and dream. I have a dream that came into his heart and said, I need people to link arms with me. And people came alongside and linked arms with him and said, we're going to run with this vision. We're going to see this take place. We're going to see this happen. And now we're living in the promises, the personal, in the, in the personal reward of a vision that someone else had. I'm thankful we have that today. But in that same vein, I want to challenge this church body to run with the vision of high praise, to equip believers, to build families, and to further the kingdom of God. What you link arms with today will leave a legacy in the future. And so I'm asking this whole church body for, once again, new commitment to run. And now we're going to run and not grow weary. And as we do that, lives are going to be changed, transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you decided, I'm going to run with this vision. God's on this. I'm going to run with this. Will you stand up to your feet today? Amen. Will you lift hands to the Lord today? Father, we just thank you. We thank you for high praise. We thank you for every single person that's in this room today. I thank you that the anointing of God rests on their life. I thank you for a new commitment to wait on you. A new commitment to soar and a new commitment to run. Lord, we're not just going to talk the talk. But Lord, we're going to be those that walk the walk and even run the run. We're going to run to who you called us to. We're going to run to the broken. We're going to run to the hurting. We're going to run to families. We're going to run to those with drug addiction. We're going to run to those with sexual identity confusion. Lord, we're going to run to those that need Jesus, that need a touch of your spirit. We're going to run to signs, wonders, and miracles. We're going to run to restoration of families. We're going to run to everyone that you've called us to run to. We're going to run to this city. We're going to run to our state. And we're going to run to the kingdom of God advancing here on earth. So God, we give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. We thank you for what you've done, you're doing, and you're going to do. In Jesus' mighty name, will you give God a hand clap of praise? Amen today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.